and good evening, Patriots. It is Wednesday evening, and we are on queening into September more and more. And it just seems like we're still in this whole waiting game of when will something happen. It is September 8th, you know, we're a year and a half into the scandemic. And I'm on this big constitutional kick. I have a lot of stuff I always want to talk about, but I just have to pick something for this podcast. So I am going to talk about something I brought up yesterday, which is the Constitution, and that most people don't know it. Most people really do not have an interest in knowing it, and yet they're concerned that their rights are being taken away. So I want to talk about something we haven't really touched on, and most people ignore, which is the Sixth Amendment. And I can tell you right now, the Sixth Amendment is one that has been abused by the government um, for a very, very long time. And it's a very complicated thing to get into because it deals with the courts and attorneys and police departments. And But the basic of the Sixth Amendment as designed in the Constitution was to give people rights of the accused. Now, what does that mean? The Sixth Amendment, right to the accused, has to do with trials, presentation of evidence, and your rights if accused. Now, remember the thing about America was founded on, what, innocent until proven guilty. Well, I can tell you this firsthand, Patriots, and this is years ago, before there was a scandemic, way before a scandemic hit. This was back, you know, years, years, years ago. You're guilty until you proved innocent. If you don't believe me, oh, yes, you are. You are guilty to be proved innocent in this country. And one of the things that people notice when tyranny starts creeping into a country, and I noticed this back in the mid-2000s, things start happening in our court systems. Privatization of prisons. Um, no affordable legal counsels. And I can tell you right now, when you hear these TV shows and say, if you cannot afford a lawyer, one will be appointed to you. That's after you sell everything you own and you are bankrupt, pretty much living in your car or whatever. And then they'll give you a really crappy lawyer. So let us talk about the Sixth Amendment. Because the Sixth Amendment gives you the right to a speedy trial. What does that mean? There are people that have been waiting for a trial for months and years. I'm not kidding, but it does say that. It also gives you the right to a jury trial, and I've always believed this. Even in traffic crimes, you have a right to a jury trial. Demand it. It is your right under the Constitution. I have. You have a right to a jury trial, a trial of your peers, and a right to a public trial. You also have the right to be informed of the nature and who's accusing you and the crimes against you. You can confront the people that are accusing you in court. And you cannot be made to testify against yourself. That's what it means to say, I plead the fifth. How many people knew that? Patriots, the bottom line is to understand what's happening in this country, you have to understand the Constitution. You have to. Cars being searched illegally, violation of the Fourth Amendment. People held because they can't afford $400 worth of bail. Our judicial system is corrupt. 
Yes, it is. It is money hungry. It's a business. Our prison system is a business. And it is fueled, though, I believe, as a precursor to the totalitarian state coming in. And Hitler, all the great dictators have done that, right? One of the things that happens when you are a convicted felon, they take away your firearm rights. And then they start making more and more crimes that make people convicted felons. And what happens? Less people can legally own firearms. It is, to me, a very big circle. And this is very, very serious. And I want you to share this. If you hear this, I want you to share this with people because this is very, very, very important. Now, if you ever had a confrontation and know anything about our legal process, you might want to know how did all this come about? What were founding fathers thinking when they came about this? They were used to being, there was no representation. It could be thrown in castles, right? You know, London Bridge, London Castle. They realized there had to be something to protect people from what? An overstepping government. And they realized even back then how corrupt people were. And that is why they enacted this. Now, let's just go through a little bit of history, Patriots, because I think it's very, very important, again, to go through the historical notion of what is going on. The Sixth Amendment is, first of all, you have a right to an attorney. You have a right to counsel. You do not have to incriminate yourself. And the Founding Fathers explicitly said something interesting, qualified counsel. Qualified counsel. It also says you are guilty. No, it says you are innocent until proven guilty. Now, that is very interesting. The Sixth Amendment puts the burden on the state to prove your guilt, not for you to prove your innocence. Interesting. That has been convoluted in today's society. Now, we know that qualified lawyers are a wide variety of people in the legal fields. Most of the time, defendants wind up with public defenders that are overworked, often their heart's in the right place, but they do not have the time and energy to dedicate to people's cases, and therefore, populations that are poorer tend to be prosecuted at heavier costs and spend more time in prison. And that's just the way it is. What can we do about this? And what do we see happening? Well, we see the, the January 6th rioters or protesters, whatever you want to call them. First of all, no one should have been there. I don't care. You can hate me for the rest of my life for saying this. It served nothing. If I'm going to get together with 25,000 people, we're going to have some guns in our hands, point blankly. And we are going to be doing something because that did nothing. I don't care. You're, it's a difference. People can say the civil rights movement, that did something. If you want to organize a protest, sit in the schools and do not leave that school no matter what. Chain yourself in there until they stop their legal mandates. That's a protest. That's a protest. Okay? It is very, very scary that we are seeing people held long periods of time because they literally cannot make $400 worth of bail. 
It says no excessive bail, but what does that actually mean? What does it mean to say excessive bail? What one person could afford, another person might not be able to afford. Am I correct? So, why does a government want to imprison its own people? Think about it. Why? It has to do with what? It has to do with control. It has to do, like I said, with the firearms. It has to do with fear. How many of you even knew you had a right to a jury trial? Now, if you ever got a ticket and went to court, I'm sure the judge said you have a right. But people are like, oh, whatever. I have, you know, I have to go to work. I have a life. That's why our rights are taken away because people have not asserted them. Plea bargaining is of the devil. Do not plea bargain. Okay? Plea bargaining is a way to make people confess to crimes to boost conviction rates. Every time you plead guilty, it's a conviction. Hence, the plea bargain. That's not in the Constitution. And yet people do it because it is of fear. So... We really need to educate ourselves because what they're going to start doing is coming after people. And already, we already see that. And these court cases now are going to judges who are rewriting what our Constitution actually says. The Sixth Amendment only applies to criminal prosecutions. It is not civil. It is criminal. It does not apply to deportation or other post-conviction kind of appeals. However, law has been carried over that way. The Sixth Amendment says you have a right to a jury, but that requires an attorney. And lawyers are expensive. Patriots, I'm not going to ramble on more and more and more and more than I have to. But I want you to think about, go back 15, 20 years, go back even further than that and look at the Sixth Amendment. It's one that has been eroded, I think, more than anything else of any of our constitutional amendments, in my own opinion. I want to wrap up by saying tonight, the police state assumes that you do not know your rights. They assume you do not know the Constitution. It assumes you aren't going to do anything to stand up and fight anything. Therefore, the government can do what it wants. Anybody that's ever had a run-in with law, and I'm not saying all law enforcement is like this. I am not. But like we talked about doctors, they are paid. Am I correct? They ha are being paid 
and they have to make a rest. They have to have so many things they have to do. It is still a business, okay? But we need to assert, especially now when you look what's going on with the political prison on January 6th, as whether or not I agree they should have been there or not, what they're doing is unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. That's not a speedy trial. It's not a public trial. They're being held indefinitely. That is not what we do in a republic. That is what Adolf Hitler did or Stalin or Mussolini. So once again, the Sixth Amendment, the right to a public trial held without unnecessary delay or a speedy trial. The right to be represented by an attorney to be tried by an impartial jury. That means your lawyer can ask the jurors questions and excuse ones that he thinks are biased. The accused can obtain and present witnesses on their behalf. They must be confronted by the person accusing them. Not an attorney. You have the right to have the person looking you in the eye that's accusing you. You have the right to know the names of your accusers and the evidence used against you. It is part of due process of law. The Sixth Amendment came in in 1791 and it forced the court to change even more of its thinking. We've had many, many cases. In 1972, a case called Barker versus Wingo, the Supreme Court of the United States, said a year was too long to wait for a trial. Yet we have people now sitting in prison and jails for much longer than that, years, without ever going before a judge. They also looked at venue. Are you going to get a fair trial there? For instance, if your whole town is against you, you have a right to request to move the venue to somewhere where you can get an impartial trial. You have the right, again, in 73, in Stunk versus the United States, again, back to a speedy trial. This has always been a notion. It cannot linger on. And yet, this has become the norm. Anything, typically they're going to lie to you and say that like a speeding ticket, excuse me, does not have a right to a jury trial. There's always a little, yes, it does. If you are facing a criminal prosecution, you have the right to request a jury trial. Now, some, some localities enacted acts or mandates or whatever you want to call them, rules of law at a local level saying, unless you're facing six months in prison, you have the right to a jury trial. You do. Those statements and statutes alone at the local level are unconstitutional. Okay? Um, in 1966, Shepard v. Maxwell was a big case about a public trial. They can't hide it. They can't lock you in a room. We're not in Nazi Germany, the SS. This is public. Now, yes, the media has made spectacles of trials. I remember Jody Arias and all that junk. But you have a right to a, a public trial, an impartial jury. I hope you do some research. I hope that you read your constitution. 
The Sixth Amendment is one of the original articles of the Bill of Rights and was ratified December 15, 1791. The Sixth Amendment protects the rights of persons facing prosecution and criminal acts. Also known as the Speedy Trial Clause, the Sixth Amendment establishes the right of defendants to be given a fair and speedy and public trial by a jury and to have a lawyer to be informed of the charges against them and to question witnesses against them. The courts continue to interpret the Sixth Amendment, but that's the problem. They interpret it and it changes. The Sixth Amendment, though, does apply in all states under due process of law, which is established by the 14th Amendment. And the Sixth Amendment was created to correct inequalities of a disorganized and chaotic criminal justice system. Unfortunately, we might just be back there again. I want to sidetrack before I go off tonight and say this. Fear is used by tyrants. Do not fear. They want you to be afraid. I heard something, I mentioned it today, very, very scary, that they are saying if you want to renew certain licenses, like nursing, LPNs, nursing assistants, all kinds of stuff, they want you to go get a vaccine that will kill you. In a case like that, someone um, brought up on a discussion forum I was on about trials. You don't have a right to trial there. That's not a criminal prosecution. Yet, the government is acting in a criminal manner, I guess you could say. But you don't have a right. There is no employment rights, even when it comes to unions, really. If they don't want to give you a license to practice nursing, they don't have to. Now, go back to the Founding Fathers. What do you think their intent was? Was this their intent? Patriots, at what point? What is going to happen to make people see this? Um, I invite you to get involved with something called the Innocence Project. Read about criminal prosecutions. Educate, educate, educate. It amazes me how many people do not understand what we are losing because they do not know what we had. And you cannot get them to see and embrace our ideologies if they don't see the bigger picture. I am Kalishna Kitty, and my goal is to educate. I want to also add just a little bit on the end of this podcast tonight. People have been messaging me about groups and what my thoughts on chat groups. I actually despise chat groups. And I'm going to get into that on another podcast. But I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely despise chat groups because they turn into drama. They don't serve any good. They become meme fests, okay? And people sit around and talk. I despise keyboard warriors, okay? So, as you know, a lot of you people know I've been doing some clapper things, um, general, just trying to get some messages out there to people. And people actually are listening and have messaged me, which is awesome, right? And they want chat groups. And I originally was going to set something up just to be able to talk to people, but then every time you start a chat, even if it's just to give information to somebody, then it gets complicated. How do I remove them, put them back in? And if you leave people in chat rooms, eventually it becomes meme central, it becomes... Not what my intent is. 
my intent isn't to create sad heaven. My intent is to give patriots information and tools to get off of social media and out of chat rooms and educate people. So if you want to sit in a chat room and chat, why don't you go sit in your local restaurant? Go sit in your local church house, in your local town square and talk to people. Go to your local town councils and create meetings. Create community dialogues where change can happen. Hiding on a keyboard. I'm sorry. Yes, chat rooms can be fun. I get it. But we don't accomplish anything. If somebody wants information about what I believe in, what I do, what my thought process are, what organizations I support, I don't need to be in a chat room. This is not a chat. I'm giving you resources and tools. If you decide to join, say, my organization, or you want to join a page that I'm part of on MeWe, things like that. But those are more informational. It's not necessarily a chat. I am on a chat on Telegram, and I'll be honest, not a lot of chatting sometimes. It's mostly memes and people posting things or, you know, copying and pasting. Not a lot of chatting and dialogue and educating. Reading a news story on a chat is not chatting and learning and educating and opening up our minds. So I challenge people that want to chat, create chats that produce results. Educational. Sit down one-on-one and talk to people. Yes, talk to them face-to-face. Not texting. Talk to them on a phone. Even a Zoom meeting is more effective. But take the time to actually talk to people and get them understanding. So if you do go on Clapper, yes, I'm on there, Kalishna Kitty, SC. And I did going to make a group. It was going to be live free or die in South Carolina, very simple. And I decided, no, I wasn't going to go to the chat room because I don't want people to be chatting on social media. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a group and posting some links to alternative news media that you might not find somewhere else because then you could pass that along to someone and now they heard news that might not be reported somewhere. Okay. But I want to give people the information. I told people, meet me on a chat. I'll give you some information. And then what happens is, you know, you have to remove them from the chats, blah, blah, blah. You understand what I'm saying? If you want information and want to know really what is happening, If you're on Clapper, send me a direct message and let's have a dialogue. If you're on here and listening to me on Anchor FM, email me at revoltwellness.pm.me and I will send you links and different ways to get in touch with me. And let's have a dialogue. Let's talk. Let's educate. Let's share. I want to put the information out so people can take it and spread it to other people off of social media. We have to get in the mindset of getting off of social media. It is a resource. It is not a way of life. It is a tool. It's not a dependency. I also want to encourage people that are in South Carolina, if you have access to MeWe, M-E-W-E, or want to join it, I do have a group called Live Free or Die. It is not a chat. We just put information out on there. 
and I like to try to get that going a little bit. It's a little bit more free speech. You can post Telegram leads. You can post alternative news media. And you're not going to be silenced. Also, on Telegram, we have a chat for that as well. And I would love to get that out to you. But reach out to me. I'm not just going to put links out. I'm not going to just randomly put things. I want to have a dialogue with people. And I want people to have a dialogue with me. And I want them to have a dialogue with each other. Once again, I'm Kristen Kitty. I am here in South Carolina. I am a patriot. I support the Constitution as written. I support the Militia Clause. I believe that 3% of our population or less will rise up again when the time comes. I believe that we have a right to defend our homes, our families, our way of life. And I believe people need to get that mindset now to stand against tyranny. Because once you allow that snowball to roll down the hill, it'll get bigger and bigger and the easier it will be to comply. God bless you all patriots. And I really would like to hear from everybody. So please shoot me an email. And please, you know, get on Clapper. I only love three minute videos. Send me what you'd like me to talk about or hear. And direct message me so we can have a dialogue. God bless you all, and um, only you can stop tyranny.